0: glory. Slow motion in the glory cloud. Mmm. You guys ever get unzipped from your flesh to live in your spirit? Now I know a lot of you need moral resurrection and so your minds always go into perversion and that's often times why The prophet Ezekiel talks about you fondling the donkey's testicles. And it's called a prostitute of Babylon because you're sexually immoral. Hallelujah. No one sexually immoral has any share in the kingdom of heaven. It is written in the book of Revelation. Everyone who is sexually immoral is outside the city gates, has not entered the kingdom at all. Cause when you're in the kingdom you don't sin anymore. Oh well no one's perfect. You're a lying demon. Christ came into you. Christ is perfect. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory instead of being a worker of iniquity. Amen. When will you repent and return to Christ in you? And stop being a doer of your own thing. Obedience to Christ in you is obedience to the great white judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ is inside the spirit of everyone born again. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of heaven is inside you. Out of your belly flows rivers of living waters for those who believe, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. John seven thirty eight King James Version. How many Christians are bewitched? Almost all. I would challenge you to look up the Statue of Liberty modified version in Sedona, Arizona today. Google it. And you'll see what the Queen of Heaven, Jezebel, actually looks like. You've lived in Masonic Christianity. You're coming out of Masonic Christianity that serves Jezebel. Every single building made by human hands, every human system under the sun, gives Jezebel the glory and not Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ lives in the building of your body. And that's the great bewitchment. That's the second death that the resurrection deals with. The resurrection comes now, on the third day. A day is as a thousand years, the Bible says, several times. And Jesus said on the third day there will be a moral and spiritual resurrection. And they are the angel-like children of the resurrection. Luke chapter 20, I believe we posted it earlier today. Holy Ghost. That was an extremely intoxicating time of worship. And you can get so drunk on the Word of God that you'll never need sin, darkness, alcohol, demons, witchcraft, Babylon, fallen angels, starlight, or any sin of this world to satisfy your heart and mind ever again. You'll literally not be an idolater. You'll literally not serve in buildings made by human hands, but you'll serve in the temple of the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, our Lord God Almighty reigns. The prophet John says on Patmos in the book of Revelation. He saw it, I see it. Hallelujah, our Lord God Almighty reigns. Where does He reign from? Our spiritual stomachs. In the rains of the rivers of glory, for the real believers, that are not bewitched by Jezebel, and there's not more than 7,000 worldwide right now in 2018. Don't be too hard on yourself, Elijah, the Holy Spirit said. There's 7,000 Israelites that have not bowed their knees to the Baals. In other words, there's 7,000 Christians that haven't bowed their knees to Masonic Christianity in serving of Jezebel in buildings made by human hands. You're going to wake up out of this situation whether you like it or not. And for a lot of you, it's a rude awakening. Because you're waking up to the fact you've been a witch your whole life. That you're a witch. And you think you're a good person. When the older prodigal saw repentance of the Son giving the gift of grace and receiving salvation from the Father as a gift of repentance from the Father. In Luke 15, he wept and gnashed his teeth. He immediately murdered his brother and murdered his father. That is the white magic self-righteousness that's the only thing holding us back from the floods of revival in the USA. Every day, you people that listen to Joel's bar, cast your white magic spells. I mean, today alone, five different people. And bless your hearts, there's forgiveness. But you need to understand you're coming out of the white witchcraft of the brain. And you're overcoming your own pride and self-righteousness. You are not spiritual people. You're barely, barely, barely spiritual. But God the Father is a spirit. I mean, God the Father doesn't have a brain. Hello? The angels, the archangels don't have flesh. Michael, Uriel, Raphael. They don't have flesh. There's no brain. Satan doesn't have a brain. And yet he's called diabolical genius. Satan doesn't have flesh. Fallen angels don't have flesh. They use your surrendered animal flesh in the bewitchment of Jezebel twice-dead Christians are Satan's army. It's true. It's called the Horror Babylon. And we're fighting for you, but you're fighting against us. You fight the two witnesses. You fight the real apostolic, and you fight the real prophetic, because it exposes your self-righteousness. It exposes Jezebel's magic spell. People think, I am so crazy when I speak the prophetic truth to them every day when they come, with, come at me with their logical, reasonable, soulish, white magic spells. They'll come, with me, come at me with religion. You got, you got to understand we've been doing this. I've had thousands of people come at me with religion. Tens of thousands. And we haven't strayed from the course even a little bit for 12 years. This has been the same narrow path for 19 years, going from glory to glory. I tell you the truth. And I'm not boasting in the flesh. It's by the spirit of grace alone. And I'm telling you, it's the same thing every day. It's the soulish realm of religion that I'm a good person in my soul by what I do or by what I I believe or by reading my Bible or obeying my Bible, and you're not spiritual people. You're Pharisees. You're white witches. You're twice as evil as the black witch of the younger prodigal son. The younger prodigal was a black witch, black meaning rebellion of Sodom, white meaning Egypt, religion, pride and lust, the checkerboard of Freemasonry. The knowledge of good and evil of the soul sands. The earth is a checkerboard of the fallen angels. When will you wake up? And you're pawns in the soul nature. But you can be kings and lords if you actually become spiritual in the spirit nature of Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, anointing, given to everyone who receives it as a gift and doesn't try to earn it by their works or look good before others. We sit here every day and I have a, a thousand mocking, condescending, little, you know, biting remarks on periscope every single day. We've been doing this broadcasting for 10 years. But God has put like a shield of Teflon around me. So I don't listen to the animals speaking their sarcasm and their condescending mockery as they mock the things of glory that are higher than their animal chimpanzee brains. Because the ways of God are spiritual. And a natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. He cannot comprehend the Holy Spirit. So he attacks the Holy Spirit. He attacks the light because he's a natural, animalistic barbarian. I mean, these are really scriptures. You can study the scriptures. Google those scriptures. Everything I say to you is scripture here at Joel's Bar. I mean, and I just explain it to you so you can understand it and get set free from your humanity from your curse of the fall, from your skull and living in your skull. He was sacrificed there at the place of the skull, Golgotha, to set you free from living in the animal brain so you can return to your spirit with a clean conscience and let rivers of compassion flow from your heart and through your renewed mind and drown this world with the third heaven so we can actually have on earth as it is in heaven, which is totally flooded drowned underwater in liquid love the drunken glory is because your head's underwater the squinty eyes i can't see because i'm underwater in the glory water the living water john 7:38 the living water is the glory john 17 restore to them the glory lord the glory that i had with you before the world was and give them the glory jesus christ prayed that we would receive the glory And I know people under Jezebel's hypnotism in Masonic Christianity never give Christ the glory. They don't live in the glory. They live in hypnotism. They live in the white magic spell of self-effort and voodoo-doodoo. And we love you, but you're not Christians yet. You're self-righteous and you're pagan. You only serve God in the flesh and not at all in the spirit. And so when I speak spiritual prophetic words to you, you get offended every single time. And they go away and they be like, oh, you know, he's just being mean. He's so mean. And the prophetic word is always mean to them because it's a two-edged sword. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. What did you want, a butter knife? What did you want from God? A pat on the back for being a white witch and an antichrist? You're devils. You're the enemies of God. And you'll get no pat on the back. You'll get a sword of the Spirit and get circumcised of heart. That's the love of the Father. When he circumcises your pride-filled hearts and your pride-filled minds and you enter the kingdom as a gift of grace, undeserved and unearned. I mean, that's the Father's love. And the goat nature of Satan is so embedded in the white witches of Masonic Christians that they can't get it. I mean, you have no idea how much I deal with this. Every single day, I have dealt with white witch, self-righteous Christians of Masonic Christianity weeping and gnashing their teeth. Every single day of ministry. Not a day goes by that I don't deal with weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yesterday I did. I'm sure I will today. And the day before that. And the day before that. Year after year. Month after month. Day after day. The weeping and gnashing of teeth of self-effort of Satan's magic spell of the goat is so strong on these people it's like they will never humble themselves and receive salvation as a gift. It's always about them. It's always about me. Me, 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 me. That's the mark of Cain. It's true. The mark of Cain is on the religious ones. (laughs) That's a lot worse than what the younger prodigal dealt with, isn't it? The younger prodigal had humility. He knew he was a terrible boy. I'm going to go back to my father and be a slave. Because that's what my older brother is. So I'm going to join my older brother and have it better than living in the pig trough. But then he got to know the father's nature. Luke 15, the story of the two prodigal sons. Plural. And the father's nature is, here's the gift of the fattened calf, Jesus Christ, slain for you. And he goes in the kingdom and he's glorified. He begins feasting, having fun with his friends. There's like no negative repercussions for his actions. Your sins are forgiven. Your debts are canceled. Jubilee. Have fun now. And the older ones, the slave nature, you know, Pharisee, a murderer of the gift of grace, always trampling the Holy Spirit underfoot. He's never obeyed the Holy Spirit one day in his life, but the little familiar spirits on his shoulder pretend to be the Holy Spirit and they've built up his ego to the point of just being the biggest murderer. And when it's revealed what he actually is, well, I believe the Father immediately went and killed that goat so that he could have fun with his friends. In the past, I have been so continuously abused by that Cain nature of religion in the Masonic Christian Church of America. I mean, they have murdered me with weeping and gnashing of teeth every day of ministry for 12 years. That it's been so hard to love these people, but God has so healed me with His grace to have compassion on the the murderers, the religious, the self-righteous, the ones under Cain's spell. Jezebelic Masonic Christians that are so clueless in the goat nature of Satan. Clueless! That it's just, you begin to have the eyes of Christ for them, and it's just like, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do, as they're killing you every day, and you're dying for them, spilling the bowels of compassion out from your guts. Because you know they're going to drink your blood. They're going to drink your life blood. They're going to drink your drunken glory. They're going to drink your slain heart for them while they still have no understanding and are yet carnal and infants in Christ. They're going to drink it, and they're going to be drunk on love, and they're going to get set free from the goat nature, which is the city in the spirit of Egypt. Hallelujah. Sodom is nothing compared to Egypt. Egypt is why we have a white house and not a black house of the Freemason checkerboard. White magic is twice as evil, twice as deceiving as black magic. Rebellion is nothing compared to religion. Religion is the pinnacle of humanity's sin and humanity's pride. There is nothing more diabolical and it's all over Masonic Christianity everywhere. There is not one Christian that goes to church that is not touched by Jezebel. If you've been to church, you have it on your brain right now. I mean, it's not even a question. We just always measure the size of the Tower of Babel from 0 to 33 degrees coming out your forehead and that python of self-righteousness of Satan in you. There's always snakes in the skull because they're never crucified with Christ. They're never crucified at the place of the skull. Even the leaders. You know, the leaders can be glorious leaders until a leader greater than their leadership comes around, and then they're tested. And they almost always murder a leader of greater leadership, like you see in Moses' Exodus. Moses honored the leaders of the Israelite little factions and clans, There's millions of those Israelites coming out of Egypt. And Moses grew up in Pharaoh's house, upper class, trained in all the sorcery of Egypt. You could say he was a 33-degree Freemason, straight up. And he repented, went into the wilderness, and learned from Jesus Christ the ways of glory. So he had the full knowledge of good and evil, And the knowledge of the glory. That's actually what an apostle is. That's what a real mature apostle is. Having both the knowledge of good and evil and of the glory. Obviously we don't practice sorcery anymore. Moses didn't practice sorcery anymore. He practiced righteousness. He's called the man of God or the apostle. Man of God or God-man is an apostle. Hallelujah. And he goes back in. And you're so humbled in apostolic training that you honor everyone's little degrees of leadership, degrees of glory, but they'll always contest you because there's no one greater than Moses. (laughs) Only Christ. Even to this day, Moses is despised by so many. The the apostolic, the true nature of Christ. Moses was so Christ-like that he said, one will come like me and die for your sins. He actually said he was just like Jesus Christ to all Israel. And he said it in all humility. How crazy is that? At 120, he had stopped aging because he had so internally transformed. Deuteronomy 34. He was 120 years old. If the angel of the Lord Jesus Christ didn't slay him, he would have lived forever. But the angel of the Lord slayed him to prepare for the new covenant that he overcomes death. And in, in the overcoming of death, the father used Moses. The father is using Moses now more than ever before, as it's written in Revelation 15:3. And they sing the song of God's servant Moses. They're an apostolic people. Every overcomer overcomes by the apostolic anointing. That doesn't mean you've had the 40 years in the wilderness training on Sinai face-to-face and all the crap that Moses had to go through. Not at all. Almost nobody has that training. But every single Christian that overcomes will drink of the apostolic anointing. And it will fulfill all the prophetic promises they've ever received for their life. The apostolic fulfills prophecy. Prophecy is wonderful, but it's always disheartening unless a mature apostle comes and feeds you apostolic anointing. Because no prophecy of Scripture can be fulfilled without the apostolic. And I tell you the truth, He has given us His apostolic anointing without measure. Without measure. Drink it and be drunk on it. It is the divine favor. It is the favor of the Messiah that's so strong that He flooded the entire nation of Israel with apostolic anointing, with grace, (laughs) with divine supernatural favor, which is the glory of God, that golden oil that burns and manifests a golden glory cloud. And everyone in Israel was so filled with the grace of the Lord Jesus that those who used it selfishly the Bible says their bowels exploded and they were eaten with worms. There is a resurrection here unto life and a resurrection here unto death. But it's a resurrection of all humanity through everyone's spiritual stomachs in the whole world. The whole world's getting raised up to the throne of grace. <laughs> and not everyone's going to enter the kingdom. Only those who have their bowels of compassion or their hearts wide open to let that divine favor flow through them remain on Mount Zion. Everyone else is thrown into the lake of fire like Herod and Judas Iscariot. Herod and Judas Iscariot were exposed to all the same grace as Peter, James, and John. And yet they were killed by that grace and sent to hell by their own hardness of heart. That's the explosion of their stomachs and their intestines ripped out and the eating of worms. Well, the angel struck Herod down. I know that. Judas Iscariot fell headlong and his bowels ripped open. The apostles used those words in the first century so you understand the importance of not hardening your heart to the Word of God. Herod and Judas Iscariot are examples in Scripture for you. To not make the same mistakes in the political, in the religious, in the money world that we live in, Babylon the Great, to keep your heart open and be free from idols, free from worldliness, free from the love of money, the love of power, and the pride of religion that are perfectly demonstrated in Judas Iscariot and Herod's hardening of heart unto death. Because I'm so sick and tired of looking at it, That's why I'm teaching on it. So that none of those judgments will come upon you. Because I see floods of grace coming so strongly now in America and in the whole world that I know many people will make the same mistakes as Judas Iscariot and Herod. They hardened their hearts. They used that divine favor for themselves and not for others. That is why they exploded. People will explode now the rich who have fattened their hearts in the day of the Lord will explode. That doesn't mean they won't repent. Some will repent, okay? And I hope everyone repents. But just prepare yourself and always think love and always have hope while there's still breath. But I've already seen many die in the the 19 years I've been walking this narrow path. Many physically die from hardening their hearts, from religion, And from rebellion, drug overdose, alcohol poisoning, various accidents caused by demons. Everything in the natural world is a reflection of the spiritual world. I've honestly seen hundreds die in the last 19 years. Hundreds. And I know this thing is intensifying, so don't expect everyone to just be like, woo, yeah, glory time. Everyone's opening their hearts. A lot of people will. But it's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly because revival always is. The hotter the fire, the more the snakes come out of their hearts and their foreheads. And a lot of those snakes are in your spouses, in your parents, in your kids, in your friends and family. In the Job story that some of you are experiencing, Job's friends and family were the voice of Satan in the book of Job. Satan spoke right through the unrenewed minds of Job's friends, of Job's wife, who told him to curse God and die. And Job wouldn't listen to his friends, wouldn't listen to his family, just trusted and obeyed God the Father, knowing that he's good, endured all hostility from liars and wicked sinners, made it and was restored a double portion. Many of you have a Job story. Hallelujah! I believe every overcomer on the top of Mount Zion has a Job story coming out of the Great Tribulation, coming out of Babylon the Great, coming out of Jezebel's Masonic Christianity in the world. You will have a Job story. Oh, my God. Go ahead. You can share your testimonies in the RLM Facebook group. I'd love to read your testimony because there's some crazy stuff. You people have been through a lot, and it's really interesting to hear your testimonies. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for it. Some of you are still in the midst of it and you don't even have a testimony yet because right now you're getting beat up. Right now, it's tough. Everyone's at a different place on the mountain of fire that burns with anointing oil. And that mountain rises in our hearts as chief of all the mountains in the last days. Not everyone's on the top of the mountain enthroned in the judgment seat of Christ. Almost no Christians in the world are. But on the top of the mountain is where the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place. Not on the sides, where the inner court is, or in the basin, where the outer court is. Okay, you're all saved. Basin Christians, Baptists, you know, Evangelical Church, they're saved. Okay? Chick-fil-a Christians, they're saved. Inner inner court, you know, Glory Stream Christians, Bethel Church Morning Star, inner court Christians, you're saved. You got prophecy, you got tongues, miracles, signs, and wonders. But now it's time to enter Zion. So now it's time to be members of the church of the firstborn in heaven and be perfect on the top of the mountain as your Father in heaven is perfect. We've raised a standard of perfection on the third day in moral and spiritual resurrection in the body. That's important. Otherwise there'd be no floods, there'd be no judgment to anyone in the inner court or to the outer court. You could just live in complacent satisfaction in charismatic works forever for thousands of years, and we'd just be okay with it because we're so satisfied with that. But God the Father's like, no, don't be satisfied with that. There is so much more higher than your heads, higher than your knowledge, higher than what you've seen and experienced. We go from glory to glory until there's not even a drop of us human anymore. I mean, if there's not a drop of anything human, I want to follow you. But I know we're all in this together and we're following the Messiah on the throne in whom there is not a drop of the human nature. He's totally transfigured in celestial flesh. Philippians chapter 1, it is written. And you in like manner will be changed into his exact likeness of his celestial body. Amen. You'll be changed, metamorphosized from worm human to butterfly living being or son of God. <laughs> firstborn from amongst the dead. Amen? The church of the firstborn in heaven, not earth, it is written. So now it's time to repent of all Jezebelic Masonic Christianity in your fallen Babylonian world and enter Zion with all of your hearts and minds by the mountain of fire coming right out of your Holy Spirit sexually pure loins in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.